Greetings and welcome to another session of Speaking Through My World. My name is Rosie Mutene, and of course I always speak about my three passions in life, and that is women, Africa, and the arts. As we've entered the month of June, uh, which is also known as Pride Month for the LGBTQI plus family, and it's a time where there's supposed to be promotion of dignity, equality, uh, increased visibility of our whole community. And as much as we do need to celebrate and acknowledge those who have really walked the talk and, and, and done the work, and that is the work of our activists and our um, uh, inclusive families who have demanded that our rights be adhered to and that we've been seen uh, creating change in policies and attitudes. Uh, people like Simon Nkoli, Dr. Bev Ditsi, uh, who have put themselves on the front line, especially during a time where black people were not even seen and, and heard, and putting their lives in danger uh, because society feared the unknown, and the unknown is that many of us have been brought up in many communities, um, have been shaped around patriarchal ideologies. And so when I, mean, when I talk about the unknown is that if you don't fall into the typical patriarchal, misogynistic mold, you're seen as the other. Um, and, and when you don't follow that, that, that policy or that, that ideology, um, they want to silence us. They want to discriminate against us. They want to label us, uh, dehumanize us in all ways possible, from attacking our bodies, um, making incorrect comments about our lifestyle, um, and of course, bringing in the aspect of religion, which is another podcast for another time. So as much as I'd like to, to, to focus this podcast on the happiness, we do need to acknowledge what is still happening around the world, but particularly what is still happening on our continent. Uh, if you don't know what's happening in Ghana or, or, or Uganda, respectfully, follow the hashtags, release all the 21 or, uh, or for Uganda, the, the hashtag release the 44, it's on all of my, my social um, media posts and so forth. On, and this is just a glimpse of what is actually happening with our family, the LGBTQI plus family on the continent. As we know, many, many countries have outlawed um, our existence and continually, and, have, and still continue to try and silence us, humiliate us, dehumanize us. And while we stand in solidarity and we, we, we fight for, for our rights, here in South Africa, when we do have the platforms and, and where we have the democracy on paper, and I say this inverted, in inverted commas because as much as it's not a criminal act to be a gay or lesbian or trans or, or, um, 
or bisexual person. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that we are still dying. The level of, the level of deaths that have occurred, and these are the ones that have made mainstream, that have made social media, is incredibly, incredibly high. And like in many of my other posts and, and podcasts, when I talk about gender-based violence, it's not just about women. It's about what's happening in, in, in the LGBTQI community. The high rate of deaths against black lesbians, against trans women or trans men, and the fact that we don't have a concrete data system of, of, of the deaths is just proof of how society and how our government have allowed people to erase so, so many of us. And when I was putting my notes together for, for this podcast, I was thinking of, of two particularly um, platforms where um, I witnessed a lot of pain, um, a lot of hurt, uh, ego, I suppose, because we all, we all, at some points in our lives, are driven by ego, but missed opportunities of educating. And with us breaking those shackles, those patriarchal shackles, because we've all been brought up in that, we need to do a lot of unlearning. And how do we do that is that we've got to listen and listen with open eyes and open ears because we all have different journeys. Um, and as much as we want to create platforms where people can talk about this and we need to educate the larger community on who we are and what we represent and that it's not just, we are not just about sex and not just about genitalia um, and, that, and that it's not about being tolerated or, or or, you know, we don't, I think that's just such an undermining um, way of, of, of addressing LGBTQI. But more importantly, it's, it's about moving away from those misogynistic tendencies. And so we hardly see on, on, on TV shows or, or vlogs heterosexuals being broken down based on their genitalia, unless it's obviously a sex show or a health show. And so why is it normal or is it accepted for some people just to focus on, on, on that when it comes to understanding trans women or trans men or bisexual women or lesbian women or gay men? And, you know, last year I got a call from, from a production house asking me to, to speak on a panel which was addressing trans women. And as much as I represent the queer community and I represent the lesbian and bisexual, it is not my place to speak on behalf of trans women. We need to open up that door and create space for everyone to have a seat at the table. And obviously I, didn't, I, I declined the, 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 the invitation. Um, and, and, and I'm very happy that, that the platform did bring in trans women to speak on their existence. But it was also very, very worrying that when the sexual aspect was, was brought up and the genitalia was brought up, uh, one of the guests did complain, was incredibly distraught, rightfully so, because 
You know, nobody just wants to be seen because of, of, of their genitalia, as I've said before. And so where the, the pattern of unlearning comes in is that we all make mistakes. And so if you bring somebody onto your platform and you, you, um, you hurt their feelings and you don't mean to, granted an apology is obviously necessary, but then find ways of rectifying that. Don't just whitewash over it um, because the, the shock value or the explicit value is going to get you more likes or clicks. Because um, for too many centuries, we've been seen as freaks. We've been seen as different, the other. Why? Because we don't fit into that patriarchal mold. Why should we? We are who we are. And so with our allies, many people say, well, what can I do to be an ally? And, and, and just like I'm an ally to trans women and trans men because I've never walked that journey, but I'm willing to learn. And if, if I'm in a space where a trans, the trans community are not represented and I have the opportunity to speak up, I will try my best but I will never speak for them because I've never walked the journey just as the same as, as a white gay man has never walked the same journey as a black lesbian. And also, you know, once again, it was another, unfortunately, another platform, um, which could have been a very, very important and learning curve. Uh, and it was a platform for our family. And um, it was a podcast. And uh, one of the guests that were invited is, uh, and is known to be an abuser, and I'm not going to use the word alleged because within the, the interview, this person admitted to being an abuser, to being, to admitted to, to the vile acts and violent acts that they, that they, that they committed on, 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 their then, on their then wife. And as much as that could have been an amazing learning curve and, 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 and open up discussions on violence within, our, within the LGBTQI family, because of, you know, as I said, gender-based violence is, is just not about, just about women and children. You know, there's a lot of intimate violence that happens within our family and we do need to address that. But we cannot do it on a platform where the victim is not being respected. The victim doesn't have right of say, and the victim doesn't give consent. And more importantly is that if the abuser is going to be given that platform just to give their one-sided point of view, we cannot be sitting and laughing with them because that is damaging. Um, that's another form of violence because you're undermining the victim's pain. And with platforms like that where it could have been incredibly educational and forward-thinking and, and bring about change but also highlight that violence does happen within our community, uh, it went incredibly, incredibly pear-shaped. And once again, it's about that learning and unlearning and, and understanding and respecting 
other people's journeys, whether it's painful or happy. And so why I needed to, to, to bring this up is that we have a lot of work to do in terms of, of creating equal and inclusive spaces for everybody, creating visibility to bring an end to the deaths that are happening. I sat on a panel not so long ago and um, another activist brought up and, and rather mentioned a very, very important fact was that in South Africa, um, when the Same-Sex Marriage Act was, 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 was introduced, has anybody bothered to monitor the increase in homophobic deaths from that era? So yes, in South Africa, we have a great democracy on paper. But in reality, we're dying. And if we're not being physically and violently killed, we're dying internally. Because psychological and emotional and verbal abuse um, may not have physical or, or signs on the outside, but they do break us down. And so if we have the platform to bring about change, we need to research properly. We need to be empathetic to the people that we're talking about, especially if you're speaking from an ally point of view. And if we make a mistake, we make a mistake, but then apologize and rectify it the, the correct way, listen. Because shock marketing, I understand. Yeah, it gets the clicks you want, it gets the likes, it gets the sponsors on board because people are listening and watching. But is it really, really worth it if you're breaking somebody else down? Is it really worth it if you're breaking somebody down emotionally, psychologically? Because then this also leads to other forms of breakdown. If you're emotionally and psychologically distraught, how are you able to work? That then leads into your finances taking a knock. On a social aspect, if you're just looking at the aspect of, of people's genitalia or just talking um, and laughing with abusers, you're mocking a lot of our a lot of the work that the social activists have been doing for centuries. Making a joke about somebody being beaten up is not funny. It falls into rape culture. Making a joke about somebody being raped is not funny. Not listening if somebody's been hurt because you have offended them is not funny and shouldn't be overlooked. And so as we move into the rest of, of, of Pride Month, and I have to bring in another point, is that you know, we have many activists and people who have worked tirelessly for us to be where we are today, for me to be able to be privileged and, and live in a safe home and have a safe um, relationship with my partner and be accepted by my family for who I am. Yes, I'm incredibly privileged. And I speak from that platform. 
but many, many people are not in the same situation as I am. And so we need to be very careful about the perception that we're putting out there. Because remember, the patriarchal and the misogynistic lens that have been written about LGBTQI community is very negative. It's ugly. It's disgusting. It focuses on pedophilia, focuses on genitalia, focuses on rape, which is not who we are. Does rape happen within the LGBTQI community? Of course it does. But it also happens in, heterosexual, in, the, in the heterosexual relationships. It happens in society at large. In South Africa, we live in the rape capital of the world. So as the activists are reshaping and changing the narrative and putting the correct narrative about who we are out there, please don't take us 10, ten steps back. As activists and GBV activists and, and fighters are out there changing the perception on how we deal with, 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 with abuse, stop giving platforms to known abusers, especially ones that are going to admit to their abuse and then sit and laugh with you. As I said, the shock marketing works for the likes and the clicks, but is it really worth it if you're hurting people's feelings? And so in closing, uh, what's happening in Ghana and Uganda is not something new. It has been happening for a long time. And we need to take action. Because those aren't the only two countries where the high rates of death and, and attacks and inhumane actions against our family are happening. It's happening across the world, but it's happening across Africa. We know about Ghana and Uganda because it made the press, because it made social media. There are many, many other communities who are suffering and who are dying. And we all collectively need to take a stand. So as we move into this Pride Month, listen, learn and unlearn. And also when you invite and you bring experts and activists and warriors onto your platform. It's not for you to decide if they should be doing it as a favor or due diligence. Remember, it's also work. And so acknowledge that. We're also at the phase where we can't just be the, the, the poster child and the poster children for corporates who now want to attach flags at, at, in, 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 um, to, to, to their corporate logos because it's June, but not really acknowledging or respecting the people that they're bringing onto their platform. So what I mean by that is if you're going to invite somebody to speak on their journey or talk or consult or do work, they need to be remunerated. Because expecting somebody to work without paying them is another form of financial abuse. And then it goes back also to homophobic traits of not seeing us, not acknowledging us, not respecting who we are, and just using us for your own gain. I'm sorry this wasn't a very happy Pride podcast, but 
It was an essential one and something that I needed to get off my chest. Thanks so much for listening.